Empower Radio presents Art as Worship with Vanessa Lowry. Welcome to Art as Worship. Each week we feature stories of artists and explore their process of creation. I'm your host, Vanessa Lowry, and I'm thankful that you're joining me. On this show, I talk with artists of various faiths, working in a wide range of mediums, on the common theme of how they use inspiration and creativity as an expression of their spirituality. Learn how their art is an expression of their own connection to however they name God, Jehovah, Allah, Source, the Universe, the Great Mystery, or something else. My hope is that these stories will inspire your creative efforts and your own spiritual expression. My guest today is Michael Belk. During the past 30 years, Michael Belk's photography has appeared in fashion publications, including Vogue, L, GQ, and Vanity Fair for clients that included Nautica, J. Crew, and others. Combining his gift for photography with a natural sense of sales and marketing savvy, Michael created a boutique fashion advertising agency, Michael Belk and Company. He says his work has primarily been about doing something he loved while traveling the world, working with many great models and crews in the industry. He later owned a fine art photography gallery in Florida. In 2008, Michael began a project to produce a collection of fine art photographs that would predict that would depict messages of Jesus and show his relevance his relevance in our modern world. Published in late 2009, Journeys with the Messiah consists of 45 images and the parable-like messages they depict. Welcome, Michael. Thank you. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here on the show. How did you get interested in the, in the art of photography? Wow, that really takes us back. Um, I was uh, working in college um, in a retail store in uh, Pensacola, Florida, and a uh, a guy had come in and, and had done some uh, photography for that store and had invited me to come over and watch him process some of the images uh, in the dark room. And uh, I thought it was fascinating. And so one day I took him a little image out of a 110 camera and asked him to process it. And I said, well, how come mine is so lousy and yours is so good? And he started explaining cameras to me and stuff. So I treated myself to a a uh, 35-millimeter camera and a lens and uh, and bought a book called, I think it was from Kodak, uh, Taking Pictures with Black and White Pictures with Single Lens Reflex Cameras, and the bug bit me, and we went from there. Wow, that's great. And I know that just like many industries, the photography industry has really changed a lot over the years. How has that changed the way that you the equipment that you use and the kind of photos that you take? Well, I think the biggest change is it's about emptied every photographer's pocketbook. <laughs> <laughs> Digital's expensive because, you know, it's computers. It's uh, always having to move up. But but truly, uh, the digital world really uh, reinvigorated my life uh, for photography. Uh, when I became the person controlling the image after it was shot, uh, it just became an amazing thing to have this light room instead of the dark room in which I could adjust the images and then manipulate them if I wanted to. Just added a whole new element to it. And, um, uh, you know, I haven't slowed down since the digital age started. Well, and I know that your kind of niche has been in fashion photography. How did you how did you get into that particular niche? I always like to say stumbling backwards, but uh, I got interested in the clothing industry when I was in high school uh, working for a very traditional uh, clothing shop uh, that was kind of a front runner for polo. It was uh, Bass Weegens and Gant, Gant shirts and so forth. And after college, I was fortunate enough to go to work for Gant shirt makers. 
Uh, Gantt was um, one of the one of the last phenomenons in the clothing business um, before Ralph Lauren came along. But we were the elite uh, clothing company, and I traveled in the southeast for Gantt in a job I shouldn't have had at my age, um, but was able to talk my way into it from the experience I had. And um, uh, so I started carrying my camera with me and and shooting along the way, and then. There was a season in which we had a uh, clothing line in between our major seasons that was totally untraditional, uh, but I had seen it in New York, and it was a beautiful line. Uh, I just didn't know how I was going to explain it to my uh, retailers in the South uh, who were very you know, button-down traditional kind of guys. So I took a friend out on the beach, and we photographed him in the samples, and I went in my dark room and, and made myself some prints and put them in a book. And I went on the road. And when people would say, oh, that's not for us, I said, well, wait a second. I saw this stuff in New York on models. Let me show you what it looks like. Well, uh, about 30 days in, the company called me and wanted to know what I was doing to sell the line. And I said, that's an odd statement. And they said, well, you're <laughs> the only person in the country who's selling it. Oh, wow. And I said, hmm. And I said, I don't know. I guess they just like it. And uh so, you know, it was odd that, that people weren't using that kind of a sales tool back then, but um, I started getting ideas of how I could maybe put these portfolios of images together for other salesmen within the company and then maybe for other salesmen in other companies. And then all of a sudden it was, why don't I do this for other companies for all their salesmen? And get paid to do it. Yeah. And uh, within... Um, Within, I guess, about 30 days, I'd arranged a deal to resign from Gantt, uh, which was great because I got severance pay in that deal, and um, and went to New York. And the first client was Gantt. Oh, wow. And uh, the second client was IZOD. And they loved this, this portfolio, A, because it was priced right. Uh, it could be done quickly. Uh, but after a year, um, you know, it hadn't really gone anywhere because of the sampling problems of the industry. Samples are always late, so... People would cancel, and I was um, on my last dollars and took one last trip to New York, and um, a girl at a buying service introduced me to a large company, and they loved the product, and uh, their order was so big that uh, in in two seasons, I was making what I was making when I was working for Gantt, and in four seasons, you know, that had doubled, and... Uh, so we we kept doing the portfolios, and then um, then a, a company said, "Well, you know, we love doing the portfolios, but we need something to mail to all of our clients. Do you do brochures?" And I said, "Oh yeah, sure." <laughs> <laughs> and so then I had to learn about printing and design and copywriting and color separations and all of that, and and that started to grow. And then one day somebody said, "We love this picture." Uh, we want to run it as an ad in Gentleman's Quarterly magazine. Do you do that all the time? <laughs> so we became an ad agency. And uh, then a lot of luck along the way put us in front of Nautica and J. Crew and Brooks Brothers. And it just kept growing. Well, it sounds like you're definitely always have lots of ideas and that you're able to kind of follow the path when opportunities are presented to you. Yeah, you know, I heard a, a, a great uh, Catholic priest, Father Richard Rohr, speak on uh, a great subject called the Enneagram, and, and in it he said, our gift is our also our sin. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that, that sword cuts both ways. Well, and Michael, I'm, how, do you, um, 
how do you, how does your spirituality find expression in your art? Well, in this particular case, um, as I, you know, grew successful in the fashion advertising industry, um, you know, I also found that there was just something missing in my life. There was this, um, there was this emptiness that regardless of how good things were, they just didn't seem complete. And, um, I, I lived a, I lived a pretty, pretty fast and furious life. And, um, you know, that took me you know, on trips all over. And, you know, I might be in Hawaii today and in New York in a meeting tomorrow. And uh, the lifestyle just uh, took its toll on me and I kind of crashed and burned. And, and in that, that darkness, um, which, which lasted for some time, um, I actually really kind of spiraled out of, out of control. And, and I was a person who could always fix things. And for some reason, I couldn't fix this. And I really um, sensed that I had a visit from God Almighty, and he just asked me, you know, what do you want to do now? You want to keep going your way, or would you like to give my way a try? And I said, I don't even know what my way is. <laughs> and uh, so I I, um, I decided uh, to get back into my, my Christian roots, and uh, over the years, uh, kept sensing that, you know, God had a bigger plan for me than what I was doing, and that... Um, that perhaps I could use my talents uh, in some way, so I did you know little things here and there, and and then in uh, 2004, my wife and I had moved back to Florida, and I opened a gallery uh, in a resort there called Watercolor, and it was a really beautiful and peaceful place. And I thought, hey, maybe maybe this could be a place where vacationers could come in for for some quiet time and get away from the kids and and uh, read good books and listen to great music. And then this idea came, what if all of the images had some biblical context? And that idea started to grow, um, and I started telling people about this idea that I had. And then I read this book by Bruce Wilkinson, who most people would know from having written The Prayer of Jabez, which Mm -hmm. was so popular. And Bruce wrote a book called The Dream Giver. And in it, he talked. I love that book. It's a know, wonderful book. You know I The do. Dream Giver? I do. Very few people know that book. That's a fabulous book, isn't it? It is. And, you know, in it, Bruce talks about the dream he believes God puts in everybody's heart, even before we're born, and how most of us will remain restless all of our lives until we uncover that dream. And most people are frightened to go find that dream. And fortunately, I. I wasn't. Well, when I read that book and, and heard Bruce talk on it, it just spoke so deeply to my soul. And I said, yes, yes, I, I hear you. And, uh, and so then, you know, other fashion jobs came along and I kept going that direction. But the whole time I was telling people about this idea of creating this gallery of these images that, that depicted the messages of Christ and they were messages, you know, that I wanted to share with other people because I sensed that uh, religion in many ways has given Jesus Christ a, a bad rap. Uh, and Jesus didn't come to start a religion and he's not religious. You know, he came to testify to the unusual truth of his father and how that frees us up to live these incredible lives while we're here on earth. And then you get heaven thrown in as a bonus at the end. So when you're when you're thinking and this idea is growing, how are you tracking those ideas? How are you keeping those 
around and and being able to keep track of what's going on in your head and yeah well you know at that point i'm not overly serious about it i'm just i'm just running my mouth and saying i'm going to do this project but the whole time i'm jotting down little ideas that keep coming to me and uh in 2008 i said i went with my wife and i said what if i die and i have been given 30 years of training I've been given this great idea. We've been given the wherewithal to produce it. What if I die? How am I going to explain to God why I didn't do this project? So we decided I would take a year off and uh, and we would go for it. And that was really when we started, you know, I started focusing on all of those ideas I'd written down and spent a lot of time uh uh, reading, you know, great books and 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 relating those to scripture and so forth, and the ideas just came, and they can and they continue to come. So, so all of the images that we created started with a message that I wanted to share with other people that they might see Jesus for who He is and embrace Him rather than fear Him, as you know, many people have. Well, and and tell listeners that what your website is. We'll repeat it at the end, but just so that they know where they can go look at the images. Yeah, you can go to uh, journeyswiththemessiah.com or to the Journeys Project, if you want to shorten it, thejourneysproject.com, um, uh, and find it. Uh, all of the images are there, and all of the messages are there, free for people to see. Well, and I and you shot these over in Italy, and I have to say the light in the images is spectacular. I mean, everything is composed so beautifully, too, but the light is just so amazing in all of the images. Yeah. I had the uh, opportunity when I was sh- shooting fashion work to uh, to do a lot of film work. And uh, film work has bigger budgets. And so you, you bring in crews and you bring in, uh, you know, you bring in these big HMI lights and all of these little tricks and so forth. And so in shooting that, I'd learned a lot. So when I started planning this this shoot in Italy and I, and it was in Italy because we we were initially we were going to do it in Israel um and then a project came along and I went off on something else but when I came back to this idea of doing this journeys with Messiah uh I discovered this this little city in Italy ancient city called Matera and in reading I found out that that was where Mel Gibson had shot the passion of the Christ and so I got on a plane and went to Italy, and when I saw it, I was just blown away and knew this is where we're going to do that. So the first thing I did was hire a lighting uh, director from the movie industry because I'd had that experience of shooting stills with movie lights, and I didn't want my schedule encumbered by not having the right light when I needed it. So, Well, and I think it's such a... Um interesting juxtaposition of the of Jesus in what you think of Jesus looking like in you know very traditional long robes and and beard and long hair and then the modern day you know things that are going on that create these scenes um, for example the woman that's with all of her shopping regalia and her high heels carrying her bags you know up the up the plaza and then the little story that goes along with that. So I think that's really interesting the way that you've married those two together to kind of tell a story. Yeah. Well, the whole the whole idea of the project was to, you know, to tell people, you know, essentially it was a personal project. How do I share with my friends what I've come to know about this Messiah? And 
in so many t- in so many places, you know, I saw people relegating that story to something that happened two thousand years ago, but it wasn't relevant today. And I wanted to show, oh, absolutely, it is relevant. So we decided that we would have a first century Jesus in this first century setting of materia, which looks more like Israel probably or Jerusalem looked, you know, 2000 years ago than Jerusalem looks today. It's just this amazing place. And, and, and to do them in these old world colors, very sepia looking, but then add this 21st or 20th century twist to each of the images that brought it, you know, into the now so that when, you know, the rich young ruler, for instance, has a Ferrari. And he's a he's a modern day guy, and uh, and that'll get your attention. Yeah, absolutely. And I know one of the images that I think is very striking is where you're talking about forgiving your enemies, and you've got Jesus walking down the road with a Nazi soldier. Uh, that you know that that's wow. It, it really catches you to say, yes, he he loves everybody. Yeah, my wife uh, thought I'd lost it at that point, and. Uh, you know, she was kind of against, and some other people were kind of against me producing that, thinking it would be an offensive uh, image of Jesus with a Nazi. But the whole idea was to explain uh, why Jesus, you know, taught we should forgive people over and over and over and over. And it was not about, you know, what it did for the person that got forgiven. It was about the person who was letting go of that that was holding them down. And, and in thinking, how would we show that? You know, I thought, well, what would be difficult, a Jew forgiving the Nazis for the Holocaust? And all of a sudden that idea sprung in my head uh, because it went with the scripture of Jesus saying somebody slaps you on one cheek, turn the other. If a soldier asks you to carry his equipment a mile, carry it too. So in that scene, you've got first century Jesus in the countryside carrying a 20th century Nazi officers, uh, gun and backpack. So you can read a lot into that. Um, is he just helping him out? Um, did the, um, did he surrender to Jesus? Mm-hmm. Did Jesus disarm him, you know, with this message? Uh, so it's, it's a really, it's a beautiful piece of artwork, uh, just a gorgeous image, but what a story, eh? Absolutely. Well, and how has created this project? expanded your awareness of God? Mm, wow. Um, most people know the story of uh, Jonah and the, and the whale. Uh, when, when God asked Jonah to go to Nineveh and, and talk to the city there, you know, Jonah ran in the other direction, said, I'm going to Tarshish, which was assumed to be one of the furthest places away that people knew about. And I, I imagine God sat back and laughed, and he said, just as I planned. Uh, because uh, Jonah really didn't have anything to tell the people of Nineveh at that time. And uh, to use a pun, when he came back, he had a whale of a story, you know. And I, I sense, you know, uh, the struggle of, of creating this project has not been an easy road since it was produced. It seemed like an easy road. Oh, we'll go to Italy, and we'll shoot these images, and, and we'll come back, and then what? Um, and so it's, it's been a, you know, long time in the, in the desert in this process, but I liken this to, to the Jonah story that I really didn't have as much to share back when I created them as I do now. And, uh, because I've lived in the images, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I've been the, 
kind of the bankrupt guy lying on the steps with my head in, in Jesus' lap. And, uh, you know, if you look through these images, I've been the rich young ruler. And uh, so I have um, I have grown by leaps and bounds, but but pray that I'll grow by more. Well, and, there, and I was looking through the images and you've got really wonderful stories with each one. But one of the I, I, the image about faith and trust, I thought, was particularly a wonderful image. And especially for, you know, a lot of people that have gone up and down with the economy and with, you know, the marketplace and the way jobs have gone and just the way industries are changing and the world is changing. But one of the quotes that you have is, um, our life on earth is a journey that takes us to the pinnacles of success and the valleys of despair. If you've not been to both, it is difficult to appreciate either. I thought that was really beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I didn't write those either. Um, I just sat at the, uh, sat at the keyboard and, and they flowed out. I would sit in a, in a total amazement. Uh, you know, I physically wrote the words, but I was just absolutely amazed at, at some of the things that came up on the screen and things like that. When you read it, I thought, I wrote that. Jeez, that's good. <laughs> that's good stuff. <laughs> well, and when you, when that was one of the things I wanted to ask you, do you have any way that you connect with that creative energy and that divine energy when you're creating, whether it's through your photography or through writing the stories around the photography? I like to think now that I stay uh, connected, you know, from from the all the time, uh, from the moment my eyes open uh, uh, till they till they close. I am always kind of in one with with God and thinking about him. I do a tremendous amount of reading and studying and prayer and uh, he is just my life. And so it's really fun when he gives me an idea. Uh, this morning I was at a prayer breakfast, uh, down here at the Weston and, uh, just listening to the, uh, young, young guy who started the Buckhead Church with Andy Stanley and uh-huh. now has done the Gwinnett Church and just to hear his spin on, on part of the Easter story and his view of it was like, was, was like Jesus telling a parable as a piece of art. So I'm constantly getting fed from, from every direction. Yes. And do you find it's different or do you, um, connect differently when you're doing something as a solo artist versus when you're doing a collaborative type of project like the Journeys with the Messiah. There was so much of that that was such a big collaboration with a hundred different extras and cast and people. Yeah, um, we often you know g- get an idea and, uh, and and kind of go it on our own. But I learned in the fashion industry that. Michael Belk taking a picture does not make the picture. It's uh, the collaborative effort of good hair and makeup people, uh, you know, good um, good costuming people, good lighting people, great assistants, great producers. Uh, all of those things come together, and unfortunately, you know, people just see the photograph, but they don't have any idea of of what all went into that. We had, you know, on this, we had sometimes sixty people on set creating these images. Um, as far as the ideas of them, t- people will call me with ideas, and unfortunately, I don't take them because that's not how it comes about. Mm-hmm. I truly believe God tells me what the idea is, and and I know it when I hear it, and and I go with it. But as far as the details of any image, you know, I'm always looking for for uh, for people's ideas, you know, as we're putting them together, how how that. Works and the collaborative effort is is the most fun by far. 
you know, I, I love collaborations. Doing it on your own, you know. I always say when you bounce your ideas off your own wall, they don't come back with much. <laughs> <laughs> so, Michael, how has your art, and particularly this product, this project, um, affected your spiritual evolution, or how has your spiritual evolution affected your art? Wow, they're 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 intertwined. Um, I I felt you know this. Um, I felt this this desire as well as this prompting to to create these images uh, to do with what I didn't know at the time, uh, but I I believe that in the in the end it's not about the images it's about my relationship with God, you know because He is the Creator you know He doesn't need me to create images He 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 wants my heart and He'll go to great extremes to get it He will for everybody. And uh, so that's, you know, that's what I've found out in this process. And when I get carried away about the project from a business standpoint or creative standpoint, I have to stand back and take a, a, a breath and say, uh-uh, not your project, his project. He's just letting you work on it. Uh, same with our world, everything else, not ours. You know, he's just... He's just letting us use that car and letting us use that house. And, uh, and it can go away in a hurry, as many people saw, you know, in 2008, 2009. They saw their houses and their 401ks and everything just disappear. And, uh, uh, and so that's a, that's an incredible thing to, to learn at this age is, uh, that we can struggle against that or we can just finally give up and realize he has made promises. He's going to take care of us. And let him do it. Just surrender to it. Let him go. Well, that's beautiful. Tell our listeners again how they can find your website. Uh, the name of the project is uh, Journeys with the Messiah. And you can just type in journeyswiththemessiah.com or Journeys with the Messiah or Journey or Google Michael Belt. Or you can go to thejourneysproject.com. Journeyswiththemessiah.com will get you there. Or thejourneysproject.com will get you there. You'll enjoy it. Oh, and click on the video on the um at the top that says, um, uh, it says video, the making of. Click on that. It's a little four minute video that's exciting and fun to watch. And it gives you a complete overview of the extent, uh, we went to, to create this pro- project and what it's all about. That is an amazing video. How long, how long were you in Italy shooting for the project? Well, we were there for just under a month, uh, when we finally got around to shooting it. We were on set, you know, far less than that, but all of the prep time and so forth. But I made four trips to Italy, you know, prior to that. So, uh, when we got there, we were pretty much ready to go. Well, and I know that you've got a, a coffee table book and you've got note cards and you've got posters and there's a lot of different ways that people can access these photographs. Um, don't, don't you also have a, a group of the photos that travel around? Well, we're working on that. Um, you know, we, the first thing we did was create the book that's, it's a, it's an oversized coffee table book. It has a hundred eight pages and I think there's 48 images in it. Um, and, uh, and we did a smaller version of that, uh, a less expensive version we call the parable book, and that's on the site. And then we've got the DVD that has the behind the scenes and so forth. What we're working on right now is the exhibit. And uh, going back through all of my notes, uh, I keep seeing that word exhibit the images. So we have started meeting with some real estate specialists about creating a Journeys with the Messiah museum and gallery 
in that people will be able to come in and go on their own personal journey through the images uh, with headphones on and uh, and hear the stories and the sound effects. Uh, but it'll be very interactive talking to people about the specifics of it and what it means. And we'll have behind the scenes stuff. And we hope to have, you know, the theater in there so you can see, you know, go in and watch some of that stuff. So it's just in the earliest planning stages. But, uh, you know, that's. Like Bruce Wilkinson said, God plants some dreams on us, and we just go with them. Well, and sometimes it's nice that he doesn't show us the whole thing right up front. Yeah, I've gotten real used to that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that's the American way. You know, I want it all. I want it right now. You know, show me the plans, and it doesn't. So, you know, it's funny because you go to meetings without an agenda. You go to meet people and listen and hear what they have to say and you know, you know that God knows exactly what he wants to do with this, if he wants to do something with it. So I'll be happy if we have a museum, and I'll be just as happy if we don't. You know? <laughs> so do you have any suggestions for listeners about how they might tap into their own creativity and how they could use that as an expression of their relationship to God? You know, um, just make yourself available to God. Uh, you know, get, get in, get into studying him and understanding who he is. Uh, you know, just like uh, people, people go to, a, to a bar or nightclub and they see somebody across the room and, and they connect. Uh, at that point, they don't know anything about that person. It takes a time. It takes time and it takes quality time with that person getting to know them. Uh, getting to know who they are and deciding whether or not they want them in their lives. And so for that that initial meeting, they don't. And it's the same thing in a relationship with Christ. you got to get to know him. But as you get to know him, wow. And once you start to discover, uh, it's just an amazing thing. And then um, then say, I'm available. You know, use, use what you've given me, uh, you know, for your kingdom in any way you can. And it's amazing what it'll do. Well, Michael, thank you so much for being with us today, and I appreciate you telling us about your project. Well, thank you so much for having me. I love to talk about it, as you can tell. Absolutely. Well, I can see why. (laughs) And thank you to our listeners. I welcome your suggestions or comments on this or any of our shows. You can find links to all of our shows on Empower Radio and on our website, artasworship.net. Please come share your stories of Art as Worship on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash artasworship. Listen in next week as we talk with another artist about their creative process and how it connects with their spiritual journey. May you have an inspired and creative week. Namaste. Mm-hmm.